You know, Hub said to me. Nah. I remember when we moved in here, you found it and then you hid it. Oh, great. You to a safe place. Yeah. yeah. Well, you've hidden it so well. Such a safe place that like, you can't find it. I feel like an undies drawer is too obvious, no? The psychic said it's in a cardboard box or some kind of box with something scrunched up in it. It's not obvious. Is there any way Rafa could have found it and played with it? She loves doing shit like that. I mean, at this stage, anything's possible. <laughs> I don't fucking know. It's definitely not in here. This would have been too obvious. We need to find this diamond. I've just hidden it somewhere that I was like, no one will look there, including myself. <laughs> including you. Okay, can't find the ring. Still a mystery. <clears throat> Still missing. TBC next week. <laughs> Hopefully with a better result. We have a thousand things to do, but we'd rather chat to you. With emails and meetings and husbands and kids, we don't have time for this. Just what you need to basic bitches with a podcast. Hello and welcome to... <laughs> Why are you laughing at me? I just know what you're doing. You're doing the actorly thing of like, it's late, we're tired, I gotta cheer myself up with a bit of enthusiasm. We're recording late. We don't love doing it. And by late, I'm talking parenting late, yeah. like 8pm, <laughs> which is when we should all be in bed. Yes. Should I do the intro? Yeah, go. Hello and welcome to We Don't Have Time For This. I'm your host, Gemma Pranita, a.k.a. Gemma Peanut on the gram, along with my co-host, Geta Revza. Geta Revza. I didn't like that. Redo? No, I didn't mind it. I didn't hate it. Trying to match your energy, you know? Well, you're failing. Oh, oh, shit. (laughs) Ily lost a front tooth. Oh, my God. She's so cute. Does she look like a pirate? Yeah, she looks like a can opener. She's (laughs) so cute. It was so wobbly and so gross for so long. It was grossing us all out, hanging by a thread, just like swinging back and forth, you know. I actually have fond memories as a kid pushing it forwards and back. Just like tonguing it? Yeah, tonguing it, feeling the gap and trying to like... Tasting the blood? And the twist. (laughs) Loved the twist. So gross. So gross. Anyway, we had like a class function and her friend kicked a soccer ball into her face. Out it comes. On purpose? No. Oh, I thought maybe they were like, okay, we've got two options. <laughs> Tie the string and slam the door or football to the face. And Isla went, huh, football to the face. <laughs> so it comes out, she's so obsessed with the boy who did it now as well. She's like, Angus is my hero because he got my wobbly tooth out when no one else could, not even mum and dad. <laughs> anyway. Tooth Fairy came. Do you know what Tooth Fairy pays for a front tooth these days? No, I was going to ask you. Talk me through the Tooth Fairy process. I feel like different families do different things. First of all, it's a fiver. Pineapple or a... A Lizzie. A Lizzie. Yeah, a okay. $5 note, not a 50 Is that what you thought I meant by fiver? I don't know. I, no. I thought maybe with inflation, that's what kids are getting these days. <laughs> I was like, bucks. Jesus. A pineapple for a front tooth. <laughs> for our non-Australian listeners, a pineapple is $50 because it's yellow. A fiver is a Lizzie because it has Queen Elizabeth on it. Then there's a blue tongue, that's 10. A lobster, that's 20. $20. Pineapple is 50. And then a grasshopper is 100. Oh, yeah. Everyone wants a grasshopper. Oh, my God. Back in the uh, independent theatre days when you'd get paid your share, which was one grasshopper. (laughs) 
And you never want to break it. Never. Can't cash a grassy. So talk me through the process. Like I, I like details yep. on this because okay. I'm going to enter this stage and yep. you're my friend who has the kids older yep. than me. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, look and learn, Gem. Yeah. Look and learn. <laughs> Does she put the tooth in something or does it just roll around somewhere under the pillow? Talk me through the process. My advice would be get a receptacle. I don't have one. I'm sure you'll find the world's most whimsical, beautiful in the palette tooth fairy box thing. Yeah, there'll be some like... There'll be something. Boutique online business. There'll be a small mum run business in outer Perth that you can support. And it could be your hashtag not sponsored. Yeah. By the time your kids lose their teeth. And they'll offer engraving, obviously. (laughs) Sure. It'll be hand-stitched. <laughs> anyway, I don't have said receptacle because I'm not organised. So, yeah, it does just kind of roll around under the pillow. But this time, it's Isla. So she wrote basically a novel for the Tooth Fairy about yeah. how she lost the tooth, how long she's waited. She had about 16 questions for the Tooth Fairy to answer. She even made a little booklet that said, please write answers here oh my God, <laughs> the I Tooth love Fairy. That. So I was like, hey, babe, how about we tape the tooth to this book you've written? Genius. So we don't lose it. Because Isla is so onto the mystical creatures of the universe. Yeah, you can't pull the wool over her eyes. She's definitely going to crack Santa this year. Really? Two Christmases ago she was onto me. Oh my God, no. She's too smart for us all. Then you're going to have to give her the talk about not ruining it for Teddy. Oh yeah, and she'll be all on board She'll that. love that, She'll actually. love that. She'll be like smug about it. She'll feel real special. But she hasn't quite connected the like Easter Bunny tooth fairy to Santa thing. She's all over Santa because, you know, the hype for Christmas is so huge. Yeah. And then she saw her gift in the cupboard. It's a long story. Well, that's on you. Well, yeah, but it was like she never goes in this cupboard and I moved it for 10 minutes. Anyway, look, (laughs) I work very hard at the magic of Christmas. I know you do. That's why I'm like, Revs, that was a ball dropping situation you definitely could have avoided. Listen, there are many things you could have picked on. (laughs) My magical attempts at Christmas. Don't go there. (laughs) I'm very good at it. I buy separate wrapping paper from the North Pole. I sprinkle fairy dust and reindeer. Yeah, we're going to have an argument about this because I'm Christmas minimalist and you're Christmas consumerist. Maximalist. It's a vibe. Anyway, so she wrote a big essay to the tooth fairy. We taped the tooth. We put it underneath and then she got five bucks. Did the tooth fairy answer her questions? Yes, of course. We had to write that out with my left hand. Why? Is the tooth fairy no, six? because Isla knows my handwriting. Oh. I can't tell you what I'm dealing with here. I have Harriet the spy for a daughter. You can change your handwriting. No, I do it with my left hand because she is onto me. I have to use a pen she's never seen. Honestly, she's so <laughs> onto me. It's like living with Sherlock Holmes, honestly. She's so all over me. Every day is a parenting test. Anyway, it all went well. She was stoked. She got her money. She's banked it. So when she woke up, it was obviously the first thing she grabbed for. Yes. And there were, what, two, two $2 coins and a $1 coin? Something like that? <laughs> It was two $2 coins and then like a 50 and a 20 and then and a, a 10? 10 and a 5. Oh, God. Like, yeah. You were really <laughs> scraping in the wallet barrel. We weren't prepared because we were at like a school function when her tooth came out and it ended at 7 and we had to go home and do the bet. It was like, do you have a 5? Do you know? Do you have a five? Oh, okay. Oh, I've got two twos and a 50. <laughs> I'm glad to know 5 is the going rate. Yeah. By the time your kids get there, who knows? Oh, could fuck. be 7. No, shut up. <laughs> That's the thing, though. I feel like you need to have these discussions with other parents because the last thing you want is a kid rocking up saying, like, I got a lobster. Oh, that's bullshit. Yeah. But you can use the, like, well, it depends on the quality of the tooth. Ooh. That's what we said. That's how I get the kids to brush their teeth every night because if you want a good payout for your lost tooth, it's got to be a perler. 
That is fucking genius. Yes, I knew this would speak to you. Big time. <laughs> I mean, my thing at the moment with Rafa is to say, if you don't brush your teeth, spiders will crawl into your mouth at Jesus night. Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, okay. I thought this was a perfectly fine thing. And I mentioned this to a random acquaintance the other day, and she was like, oh my God, that's traumatizing. It and is. I was, Spiders would crawl in her mouth. So my friend used this once. She was like, if you don't go to bed soon, the wolves will come out. And now she's going on two years of nightmares about wolves. You're going to have spider nightmares. Maybe that's why she's a night creeper now. Yeah, but she's very quick to remind me and Hubs that she needs her teeth brushed. So she doesn't miss a night anymore because she's like, I have to brush my teeth. So the spider, you know what I mean? (laughs) But then I reaffirm her feelings. Like I'm like, oh. All clean, no spiders. Okay. You know? <laughs> All clean, you're safe in your bed tonight. <laughs> so are molars worth more? <laughs> do you lose your molars? Yes. No, you don't lose your molars. Yes, you do. Do you? You lose all the teeth in your mouth that you currently have. I thought have. molars were like forever. No, I forever have very teeth. strong memories of a loose molar because it's like a loose block. <laughs> it's different to a tooth that where it hinges on one edge. <laughs> so a, gross. A molar... It's a cube <laughs> rolling around on a thread. No, I think you are malnourished. I don't think you lose molars. You do. Hang on. Hey, Siri, do you lose molars? Your Siri sucks. I'm typing it. Here we go. I typed in do your molars and then fall out was the top answer. So oh, yeah. It- primary first molars. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I don't remember losing my molars. I do. So here's the next question for you about teeth. Yeah. Are you going to keep your kids' teeth? Oh, God. I remember finding my batch of teeth that my mum kept. Yeah. That's how my sister worked out the tooth fairy wasn't real. She found the calcified, disgusting, dead teeth in a box. Because I spent most of my childhood living in Thailand, my mum used to have all these beautiful boxes from Cambodia or Vietnam Mm. or Myanmar, and I found it in this little silver Vietnamese box, and I was like, what the fuck? It's rattling. And I opened it, I know, (laughs) and it was all my fucking teeth. It's disgusting. So gross. My mum kept them all too, and I think it's disgusting. We tossed them. Bye. I guess, like, why would you keep them? Some people are just hoarders. What are you going to do with them? I don't know. Create jewellery? I bet that's another mum run business on Instagram. One I won't be frequenting. <laughs> In all seriousness, do you have like a memory box for your kids? Uh, Yes, I do. There's not a lot in there. I've got the positive pregnancy test. Cute. I've got their first shoes. Oh. Only one of Isla's first set of shoes. That's okay. It's all right. Does the job. And like some little love notes and drawings and little daycare bits and bobs. I love that. Oh, and they're coming home from the hospital outfits. Yes, I've got that for my kids too. Although Teddy's, he didn't fit. (laughs) So it's kind of like, he never really wore it. What do you mean? Did you like sausage pack him into it? He was so huge. And I had a triple zero little onesie for him to come home in. And he didn't fit it. I literally could not do the buttons up. So when we took him home, we had to put him in hospital clothes. Do you have the stripy hospital blankets? Yes, of course. Who doesn't? Who doesn't have those things? Everybody is a kleptomaniac. (laughs) As soon as they push a baby out, 
Yeah. <laughs> steal some shit. <laughs> <laughs> the shit you steal from the hospital. Are you even a mum if you haven't stolen shit from the hospital? Even a mum if you haven't taken home the entire utility cupboard from the hospital. Okay, whoa. For me, it was one blanket. Oh, no, I took a few blankets. A midwife told me someone stole the footstool. Okay, <laughs> that's aggressive. Because, you know, when you're breastfeeding, it's like it helps to have, like, your foot up. Yeah, but that's furniture. I know. Like, I'm impressed. <laughs> I'm not even mad. So when my sister and her husband were leaving the hospital with their first baby... My sister's husband had stuffed the base of the pram with multiple items like swaddles and singlets and spit up rags and baby bottles, wipes, you name it. He had fleeced the joint, right? So he stuffs it all on the base of the pram and they put Tommy in the pram and they're like rolling into the lift and the midwife runs after them and they're both like, oh my God, she's onto us. And she's like, sorry, I just need to check his little ankle tag. They have to check that the baby's ankle tag matches the mum's wrist tag. Yeah, they're pretty fastidious about it these days. Yes, so that you don't go home with the wrong baby. Yeah. And she's like, I just need to check his ankle tag. And they're like, oh, okay, we'll get him out. And she flips back the lid of the pram and it's just like, boom, (laughs) contraband. (laughs) Cascading out. Like, no explaining it away. No, just like, oh, what's that dude? Like, straight up stolen. (laughs) And what did she say? She goes... Don't worry, everyone does it. (laughs) They'd be so used to it, the midwives. They'd be like, yep, you guys just fleece us every time. But how embarrassing. Yeah, that is embarrassing. And you know she went back to the nurse's station and was like, you won't believe what I just saw. So tell me, if you stole multiple blankets, what have you done with them? Because I've got one for each kid. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I should put that in a memory box because it's just hanging around. Well, it became our dolls blankets for a while. Yeah. I don't know where it is now. It? You mean they? Multiple. I don't know where they all are. <laughs> oh. I think they're, they're somewhere. They'll be around. I'm quite attached to those blankets. Yeah. They're beautiful. Yeah. So you just took one blanket per kid, nothing else? Not wipes? Not nappies? Nappies, yes. Yeah, because they've, they've got so many. <laughs> they've got the Huggies brand as well. Yes. I'm a Huggies loyalist from Hashtag semi-sponsored. <laughs> <laughs> totally. I just did a partnership with Huggies. They really are the best. Yeah. Well, this is interesting. We are a nappy-free family now. Congratulations. Thank you. No, that's epic. Yeah, it's epic. It would feel so good for the environment because I have that sort of added layer of guilt that I'm like, oh, the waste. I know, I know. Well, Teddy's been dry at night for a long time and I'm just a little bit battle-worn from Isla. I get it. (laughs) Being up at night forever and wetting the bed and whatever. So I was like, I'm not going to rush him, but actually he's been ready for a long time. So we ran out of the last nappies and it was just like, time to do it. So anyway, he's been great. He's been absolutely fine. So easy. Do you have to remind him to do a wee before bed? Yeah, yeah, we do all that. So I haven't bought a nappy in like two weeks my god i know how good huge deal huge deal but yeah i fleece the hospital for as many nappies as i can fit yeah in my bag in fact if i had any advice for someone who's gonna have a baby take an empty suitcase (laughs) (laughs) just take an empty suitcase and a giant pair of knickers call it a day i feel like that's what people do as second time or third yeah yeah they're like i know the drill because first time i will admit hubs and i were a bit reluctant to do that and then second time we were like load them up So what advice on our non-advice giving podcast (laughs) would you give to a first time mum about to give birth? We get asked this all the time. We do. This is why I'm bringing it up because it's an FAQ in Uh our DMs from our DLs. (laughs) (laughs) For first time listeners, DLs are dear listeners. Our dear, dear listeners. 
What would my advice be for a first time mum? Fuck. Um, well, usually my thing I say is my advice is don't listen to anyone's advice. But that's not very helpful, is no. it? Draw from your own experience. Like, well, what's something before you gave birth or during birth or post birth that you were like, oh shit, no one told me about that? Oh, I've got something then. The recovery pain is way more in your ass than your veg. Oh, I disagree. Oh, were you more of a, a vag pain girl? Definitely, but go on. Well, I was just so surprised that all the recovery pain was more in my, like, asshole. I feel like that's got so much to do with maybe the angle that your baby was in the birth canal. Because yeah. I did not have that. You didn't have that? No. Just a sore vag? A very, very sore vag because I had an episiotomy. Yeah. And so I Same. had... Oh, did you? Yeah. Maybe yours was up your gooch. <laughs> Maybe it was my Because mine was to the side. Yeah, right. Up the side of my vag. Isla was in the birth canal for a fucking long time. 20 hours. That's why your Stretching ass is Stretching that sore. shit out. <laughs> but I was like, oh my God, I can't sit down. Oh, yes. Actually, that is a hot tip. Everyone prepared me for the birth. I did all the classes and all that stuff. But the one thing that you and a few of our other school friends really prepared me for, which I really appreciated, was the day three blues. Oh, when your milk comes in. When your milk comes in. And I sobbed and sobbed the whole day. And thank God, because if I hadn't been prepped for that, I would have been like, I've lost my fucking mind. I did think I'd lost my fucking mind. First of all, I have double D's regular life, right? Woke up on the day my milk came in. (laughs) Bolt-ons. Yeah. You know those novelty plastic big boob chest things you can get in the dress-up shop? Yeah. You know from the $2 shop? Yeah. It's like a giant veiny breast situation. That's what my boobs look like when my milk comes in. It's obscene. I always describe it like a really bad 80s boob job. Season one Baywatch. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Totally. And I was like, oh my God, and the pain. And then... I could not put clothes on, so I was starkers all day, sweating. Yeah. And I was like, can someone crack a window? Can I go outside? Is there anywhere we can get some air conditioning? Like, I was just so upset. Because your tits are on fire. On fire. And I just could not stop crying. Everything from, I just never want anyone to be mean to her. Whoa. Through to, nothing fits me. What am I supposed to wear? When am I going to get this baby latched? When will the nurse come and visit me? Like, I just absolutely spun out of control. Second time, though, knew it was coming. Still lost my mind. I'm such a victim of fucking hormones. They do a number on me. Do you know what happened to me with Teddy? So I was looking at him and I was like, I don't know this baby. I want my real baby. And I was calling my husband and being like, bring Isla in. I miss my real baby. I want to come home. I don't even know this baby. Who is this? I don't Theodore? (laughs) And he was like, maybe you want to stay because you've only been there a day and like, you know, you can just recover a bit. And like, maybe is your milk coming in? I was like, no, I just want to be with my real baby. I don't know this baby. Oh, you poor thing. I know. Poor Teddy. But, but I, that's I, just I, hormones. I discharged myself. I was like, excuse me, I want to leave. I'm all fine. I've done a poo. I, I want to go. <laughs> and I hadn't done a poo, by the way. <laughs> the first poo after birth. Yeah. That was huge for me. And <laughs> the I, poo was huge? <laughs> well, first of all, I had three days of constipation oh. and I had poo anxiety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Couldn't go through with it. And 
I had this beautiful Irish midwife who saved me. Like I owe it to her. But she came in and I was like, I haven't done my poo. And she's like, you need to take the stool softener, which is fucking disgusting. Mm-hmm. And you know what I'm like with my gag <laughs> reflexes. So I may have faked that I took some when I didn't. Sure. Got to day three and I was like, this can't continue. <laughs> and I was hoeing into the hospital food. And the midwife said to me, oh, quick tip. Grab one of the surfboard pads. Mm peel off the sticky back and stick it to the palm of your hand. Then place the palm of your hand with the surfboard pad on it and push up against your vagina. Because you know you're still bleeding. And she said, so push up against your vagina and relax your asshole. Just take care of your exit wound. Exactly. (laughs) Look, the problem is, is we're all scared to do that first poo because we think our internals are just going to fall out our vagina. You just think you're going to split yourself open. Exactly. Don't even get me started on coughing and sneezing post-birth. It was the fucking worst. But that pad on the hand, because it allows you to apply quite firm pressure because it's a soft thick pad and then and then I just relaxed and did you poo my ass open up (laughs) (laughs) keep describing it for us I'm so with you I actually was with you on a journey there it's so glamorous this has given me an idea for what one of my tips would be what would that be don't fucking look don't look at the car crash that is your undercarriage. Oh, people look? I guess so. I, I mean, I didn't. I didn't. I was like, but If you don't you know, know what? what's there, you won't be scared to split it open. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. This episode needs to come with a warning. Yeah, we definitely need a warning. Do you know what else no one told me about? What? Afterbirth pains. Oh, yeah. So I remember on day two of Rafa being born... You know when you start breastfeeding and your womb starts contracting? Again, something that no one told me, and that's how your womb goes back to its former size Mm -hmm. after you've given birth because it's all stretched, and then as you breastfeed, it triggers the hormones to tell your womb to contract. I was pacing around the room like a maniac saying to my husband, I'm in labor again. And he was like, you're not. And I was like, there must be a hidden twin. (laughs) Something's coming. I'm having contractions. And he called the midwife. And I was like, I'm about to give birth. Oh my God, the story's back in the nurse's quarters. There's a couple in room 31 who think they have a hidden twin. (laughs) Shall we call the psychologist? Anyway, she dosed me up with endone and I was all sorted. Took a solid 20 minutes, but I was in labor for 20 minutes on day two of Rafa being born. But I wasn't. I know that. (laughs) It was unbelievably painful. Yeah, it's worse the second time. This is what people fucking told me when I was pregnant with Iggy. And I was like, oh, now you mention afterbirth pains. Thanks for telling me that it's worse. I ain't having a third baby. But the recovery is quicker. Second baby. Much easier. Dude, I had an emergency code one. All right, C-section. yours isn't. <laughs> My recovery with Iggy was ten times the length of Rafa's. So you've had a vaginal birth and a Caesar. Yeah, and I'm gonna say it. It's drawing a short straw. I the feel Caesar? like having one of each because I feel like oh. I'd rather either fuck my vag. <laughs> Or fuck my belly. <laughs> or fuck my belly and reopen that wound, re-sew it, and my vag is beautifully intact. Hey, my vag is beautifully intact. They bounce back. Yeah, they do, but still, I don't know. The world like... wants us to have more babies. This is the thing. Your body goes back so that someone's like, I'll put another baby in that. <sighs> if it all fell apart, we'd only ever have one or Dude, two. Dude, I know people who've had prolapse. Yeah. It ain't cool. No, it ain't cool. Vagis can get fucked up, but I think... <laughs> If you're going to have multiple babies, have the same exit strategy, (laughs) if if you can. Yeah, one exit wound. Yes. 
And a lot of people mightn't want to hear this, and I'm sorry if this triggers any pregnant people, but I found the recovery of a vaginal birth far easier than a Caesar. Yeah, right. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it's major surgery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the vag is, like, built to do it. Yes. Like, she's got this. Yeah. Whereas, you know, a slice in the belly, that's surgery. Yeah. And aftercare and all that kind of thing. I will never forget the first time I stood up from the hospital bed because it was day three and I desperately wanted a shower. Mm. I remember, like, chatting to myself, like, psyching myself up. Yeah. No one was in the room. Iggy was asleep. And I was like, all right, Chum, you need a shower because you fucking reek. And you know you're going to feel better for it. And I managed to maneuver my legs over to the side of the bed. Wait. Day three. Day three, babe. After birth. Yeah. And you hadn't showered. Correct. You didn't shower after the birth. No. Because I... Oh, because it was an emergency seat. Major surgery. surgery. And then I was wheeled into my room and put onto the bed, Fire you know, out. transferred. And then... Oh, my God. Yeah. So day three, this bitch needed a shower. <laughs> this Yeti was funky. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So I manoeuvred my legs over the bed and I remember coming to standing slowly like a decrepit old woman and I was bent over like holding onto my knees and then I knew I had to go to full standing and the only way I can describe it is I was like a rusted accordion. <laughs> Just imagine a rusted accordion and it's like clamped shut and you're forcing it to open. That's what my abdomen felt like. It was so a fucked up. It's awful. Oh. I'm sorry if you're booked in for a Caesar. <laughs> I hear that the recovery of an elective Caesar is far easier yeah. than an emergency because your womb hasn't been contracting in labour for hours. Like yeah. with Iggy, my womb had been in flex for like nine hours and then it ended in an emergency Caesar. But if you go from a complete calm physical state and get wheeled in for your elected Caesar, apparently it's very neat, very controlled, very calm, easy recovery. Yeah. But also, you will recover, even if you do have an emergency Caesar. Everyone does. Yes, but I will say it took me the full six weeks. Yeah, okay. Like, I couldn't drive a car. I couldn't lift yeah. Rafa into the cot. I couldn't yeah. do anything. I was yeah. couch bound. Yeah. I remember at the six-week mark, I went for a walk around the block for the first time. Wow. God, you cop it. That's why I'm not having a third baby, babe. Sure. Sure. That's right. It's in my control. Keep telling yourself that. Mm -hmm. I will. I will. Well, I didn't do any classes. I didn't really read anything. I just watched One Born Every Minute for like nine months when I had my first baby. Who doesn't, right? We all love it. Like and then I the minute you've had your baby, you're like, I never want to watch that show again. Next time you're pregnant, where's One Born Every Minute? It's like porn where you're into it, you're into it, you orgasm, and then you're like, oh, yeah, this is off. gross. This is gross. Get this out of my face. I was exactly the same with One Born Every Minute. The second Rafa was born, I was like, get that shit off my TV. Same with when you're planning your wedding, right? You're like, give me all the wedding shows, yes. all the wedding magazines, all the wedding follow Say accounts. yes to the dress. On repeat. Everything on repeat. And then the minute you're married, you're like, these stupid bitches who watch these shows. I mean, are they married already? <laughs> sort it out. Are you just deep into home renovation shows at the moment? Yes. Because yeah, one day we're going to be like, oh, I never want to watch one of these again. <laughs> it's so true. But yeah, I didn't do any classes or anything. People were like, do you have a birth plan? And I was like so smug, such a rookie. I was like, my birth plan is to have a baby. Everyone's like, oh, okay, cool. And I was like, we're built to do this. Fucking smug. No idea of all the things that could go wrong, which probably served me well because, yeah. you know, how does it help to know all the things that could go wrong? Yeah, I mean, I do think there's a lot of fear-mongering that yeah. goes on around birth. 
Yes. And then I had like a super long protracted labor where Isla basically got stuck in the birth canal, but she was so far down Mm. that the decision was to get her out that way. Was she a forceps baby? I'm trying to remember. She was. Oh, that's right. Yeah. But basically her head was so enormous. 39 centimeters. Oof. That when we rang up to tell the early childhood center her stats, you know how you do that? Yeah. And we said, head, 39 centimeters. They said, no, no, that's height. And we're like, no. So they were like, no, 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 you're reading the height. And then we're like, like, no, no, that's the head. It was a record for my OB, 39 centimeters. Oh, my God. Better be full of brains is all I'm going to say. No wonder you had an episiotomy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Two things I was scared of before I gave birth. Stitches in my clacker. Yep. And a room full of people seeing me naked. Oh, my God. First of all. Butt naked the entire time. Same. Walking around, could not have given a shit. Zero fucks given. Zero fucks given. It's quite liberating, actually. Liberating on another planet, whatever. <laughs> I felt like I was on drugs and I was like, ah, da, 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 da. reality is I was walking around silently, but Starkers couldn't have given a shit. And the stitches, wasn't aware. I was holding my chubby little giant headed cherub and I was just in an absolute bliss bubble. Didn't even feel it. Didn't even know what was going on. Neither did I. The only thing I do remember is my midwife, Jenny, walked in after my obstetrician, Emma, had stitched me up. And Jenny walked past like, oh, and she was looking at my vag and went, you can always tell Emma's work. (laughs) Neat as a pin. And I was like, that's what you want. That is exactly what I needed to hear in that moment. The reason why I've never been fearful of having an episiotomy is because a girlfriend of mine told me that she was deep in the moment of crowning Mm -hmm. with her baby and similar situation to you where head was stuck, wasn't getting anywhere. And her doctor said, I would like to perform an episiotomy. And she said, don't cut me. I don't want to be cut. And he said, okay, you've got two choices. Neat incision or split like a star? Your call. I've heard split like a star. And she was like, I don't want to split like a star. And he was like, so neat incision. And she was like, neat incision. But I always remember that because I was like, people split like a star. So when my OB was like, I'm going to perform an episiotomy, I was like, do it. I don't want to split like a star. I don't remember being asked. I'm sure I was, but I don't remember being asked. I was off my face. Were you into the gas? No. No, hate the gas. Same. Hate the gas. I always find it funny when people are like, how good's the gas? And I'm like, can't relate. Do you know what it feels like? It was that time we're at Beckwood's party. She had a dress up party and I was so drunk on fucking cask wine and I couldn't find my way out of the party. That's what it felt like. That's how gas feels to me. Drunk on cask wine and you can't find your way out of the party. Couldn't agree more. There's no pain relief in it either. No. It just makes you feel fucked up. My face was just numb. (laughs) And the only way I describe it is I felt like I was drunk at a party and in labor. (laughs) I was like, this this is just That's a vibe. I'm fucked up off my face at a party in labor. Can't find the exit. And my face is numb. (laughs) What a vibe. And some people have orgasms as they give birth. Fuck them. You haven't, have you heard of this? Yes, I have. I've got a friend who I love her to death, but I photographed her birth and she literally looked like she was having an orgasm with every contraction. She was the ultimate goddess. And do you know what was funny is when I sent her all of her birth photos, she was like, it almost looks like I'm having sex in a lot of the shots because I got quite artistic with the shots and then one of them she's like throwing her head back in labour but it looks like she's in ecstasy and I've kind of cut her off 
just above the nipples. So you could literally imagine her riding a gentleman in ecstasy. Riding a gentleman? (laughs) (laughs) Riding a gentleman? This is loose. This is loose. This is what happens when we record at night. I'm not even lit. You've checked out for the day. Oh my god. Riding a gentleman. You know your Instagram account, siblings or dating. Maybe we should start one. Crowning or coming. Oh my god, yes. I can't imagine. I'm crying. Let's get the handle right now. Let's see, let's see if it's available. Crowning or coming. Now, how do you spell coming? Because this is controversial. C-U-M-M? It's available. <laughs> Quick, save the handle before someone takes it. I'm going to get it. Oh. <laughs> it's like, have you ever played Harry Potter or venereal disease? <laughs> what? What's that? It's like, Alohomora. Oh, shit. She's got Alohomora. <laughs> Oculus. <laughs> Wingardium Leviosa. Okay, if you've got a case of Wingardium Leviosa, you fucked. There's no vaccine for that shit. I feel like I just grew an eight pack. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. So, you know, like when we post our ep- blurbs <laughs> or episode notes, whatever you call them, sure. to the stories, mm-hmm. I feel like every week I say, this episode is loose. <laughs> but this really is. I know. No one's going to believe me. They're going to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah, got yeah. real loose. Yeah. <laughs> you and your weak mocker. <laughs> Do you know what I don't have time for this week, Revzy? What don't you have time for, my love? My mum clapping back at me. Oh, what? I know. Go, Phil. What Girl's she got done? sass. She does. So a couple of things. She loves a potty rebuttal. Yep. She is a dear, dear listener. Yep. So you know how I talked about doing the amazing race? Yes. And I said that if I were to do it with anyone, I would do it with my mum. Yep. Because she has an amazing sense of direction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she texted me a picture of her hang gliding mm-hmm. and then wrote, read the podcast. <laughs> Here is evidence of me not just having a good sense of direction. I also scuba dived for 10 years, sometimes accompanied by sharks. So who would be doing all the active stuff? (laughs) I mean, she's not wrong. She is not wrong. I couldn't even rebut that. No, you got nothing. Then I was like, shit, I'd have to be the one to eat all the weird stuff. Because let's be honest... Do love eating weird shit. Yeah, true. Drink pickle juice out of the pickle jar. You'd have to eat all the testicles. Oh, would I? Yeah, all the eyeballs. I would have to take one for the team. Mm. So mum would conquer me on all the active stuff because she, let's face it, yeah. she's 65, but she's way fitter than me. Way fitter. She is queen of Pilates and Zumba. I remember when you went to a boot camp with her and she was smashing it and you had a vomit. <laughs> yeah, I had the lactic acid kick in and I was fucked. My 65-year-old mother is fitter than me. It's problematic. Next minute, <laughs> texting me again. In regards to last week's episode. Now, just remember, she gives me no lead-up context. Your phone just pings and it says, You already have one! Exclamation mark. And she's unpaid! Exclamation mark. Now, my first instinct was, Oh, she's sent this to the wrong person. (laughs) This is not a message for me. And then I thought... I wonder who she meant to send that to. And then I went, oh, Oh. no, that was to me. The housekeeper. She was referencing me talking about my new goals of having a housekeeper. So she's your housekeeper then. So she thinks. This is how she feels. Okay, sure. Yes, she helps fold my laundry. (laughs) (laughs) Dylan. 
listeners, I just have to describe what just happened. Jem said the world's most brattiest sentence and then hurt herself and was covered in shame. Her face was all haughty. Yeah, she folds my laundry. She hurt herself and died. I hate myself. <laughs> Your mum's amazing. She comes one day a week and helps you with the kids while you work, right? Yeah. She calls it her Rafa and Iggy day. Mm-hmm. And she's very committed. I, look, I take my fucking hat off to my mum. She has treated her grandchildren day of the week like a full-time job. Wow. She's never let me down. She always arrives at the same time. And she never books anything in on that day. And she gives me a few weeks' notice if she's got leave. <laughs> <laughs> and thanks to COVID, she's not travelling. Well, since some restrictions lifted, she's like, I'm off to Tassie. I'm off to this. I'm you're off like, to not Newcastle. on a Tuesday, you're not. But I feel very lucky because I know that sometimes relying on parents and in-laws doesn't always go as smooth sailing as one would hope. Yeah, it's... It's tricky, isn't it? Because, like, you're basically asking them for free labour. But then is it free? Is it ever really free? They pay you in guilt dollars. <laughs> you pay them in guilt love, maybe. Emotional blackmail bucks. Oh, man, yeah. It's a tricky one, isn't it? Because you're so grateful for the help. Yes. And again, I know this is going to sound bratty, but it becomes hugely inconvenient when they're inconsistent with it. Yeah, if, if they're running late on you or if they want to do something quickly in the morning or whatever, and you're like, oh, no, I really need you to start at eight. <laughs> <laughs> and you cannot leave until five. <laughs> I know, I know. And they get tired. Yeah, I've got friends who have got mothers or mother-in-laws who have offered to have a grandchild day. And then they've been like, oh, sorry, I've got a hair appointment on that day, so I won't be there till one. And yeah. it's like, oh, but my job starts at nine. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and then suddenly you realise really quickly that the free childcare... Is not free. Isn't free. But it's so lovely for them to have that day with their grandparent. Like, that is so special. I never had that with my nana because she lived too far away. And my mum was home with us full time, so I didn't have, like, a grandma day. I love watching my kids have that relationship they oh, have it's so from special. having that special time. But, yeah, it's, it's a big ask, isn't it? I mean, if someone dropped their kid on me, blood or not, you know, for free, I'd be like, all right, I'm done by two. Wrap this up. And at the age that they're at, they've well and truly got their lives back. Yeah. So they fill their weeks with all of their activities. and Like my mum could not be more social. Yeah. Calendar full of going to the Sydney Symphony or going to see Hamilton with her friends and not inviting me and me getting very (laughs) resentful about it. You okay, babe? Yeah, I'm spiralling. (laughs) Mum. You go to these epic musicals and I never get invited. Do you know what you and your mum need to do together? What? Therapy. (laughs) Do some fucking therapy. Did you hear that, dear listener? (laughs) That was the sound of me (laughs) eye-rolling. Look, I have thought, gosh, it would just be easier sometimes to whack them in childcare full-time where you can drop them off at 8 o'clock. P.S. on this, we were out at the diggers. And we ran into one of Teddy's educators from preschool. Oh, yeah. And he was really shy but wanted to say hi because it was like an out-of-context run-in. And he was Cute. like, oh, I want to say hi to her. So we went and said hi. And I was like, sorry, I won't interrupt your family meal, but Teddy just wanted to say hi. And she's like, hi, Teddy. How are you? And it was a Sunday night. She's like, well, we'll see you tomorrow morning. You're always the first one there. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh. Backhanded. Yeah, he is. <laughs> <laughs> They're literally unlocking the gate. And I'm like, morning. Hi. Okay, Ted, have a great day mommy's gotta run to work now but is he the last to be picked up um (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh man, yeah, no, he he uh he no, he's not always the last to be picked up. Whenever I can get there earlier, I'm there. Isla was at a daycare once where we were in an area where a lot of the kids there, their parents were tradies, so a ton of them were picked up at three. Oh, yeah, how good for them. But then what? My kids like, where my mum at? Three hours later, I'm like, hi, babe. She's like, oh, the mums came a million years ago. But that must mean the tradies need to drop their kids off at like 4 a.m., right? I don't know how it works. Maybe the one and partner drops the kids off and the tradie picks the kids up. I don't know. Three o'clock? That's school hours. Yeah. I'm terrified of those. Yeah, you'll be right. When you get there, you've got no choice. I know. Look, once again, we've solved nothing. We want them to have the beautiful day with their grandparents. Do you know what? Let's do some group therapy. If you need to get some shit out about an in-law that looks after your kid over in a safe space, come to the Facebook group. <gasps> Let's fucking hash it out together. What do you reckon? The Facebook group's a hive. I love hanging it's out It's going off. There. Bitch sesh over at the Facebook group. I feel like a lot of the mums in our Facebook group are actually funnier than us. Way funnier. The shit that they share is bloody gold. It's good in there. It's good in there. Head on over and we'll we'll solve the world's problems in there. Alrighty. Hit me with your not spawn. I feel like we need a jingle for our hashtag not sponsored. Yes, we do. How good would it, it be? Hit me with your not spawn. No, I don't think so. Doesn't work. No, it doesn't work. Do you remember when I wrote a jingle in high school for Ugg boots? Hug those Uggies, Ugg boots. Oh my God, hug you those remember? Ugg boots. Hug those Uggies, Ugg boots. You gotta hug, hug, hug. So warm. Oh my God. <laughs> I yep. even remember the verse. My feet are cold and also oh blue. They need some warmth or what to do. Put on those Ugg boots. They're so fine. With sheepskin on the inner line. <laughs> It was Hug good. those Uggies, Ugg boots. <laughs> Hug those Uggies. You could have had another job as a jingle writer, so write the not sponsored one. Okay, I'll think about it. All right. But wouldn't it be cute if we yeah, went so into cute. this segment? So cute. We'd be so much more profesh as a podcast. Taking submissions. Hello at we don't have time for this.com. Send us an email. No, send us a voice memo. Yeah, well, okay, sure. We love a voice memo. How would memo. someone type out a jingle, Gem? <laughs> no, but not email. Slide into our DMs, DLs. Now you've just confused everyone. Oh, dear. What have I done? Too many platforms. And we're on TikTok now. Oh, God. Are we, though? Not really. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone says we have to be. My kids want their own TikTok. How do you navigate that? Because I want to say yes, you know. Why? I don't know. They've got a good vibe. What do you mean? I'd love to follow them on TikTok. Oh, no. (laughs) SMH? Shaking my head. Dear listeners, I just learnt tonight Jem's fun new judgy phrase. SMH. Shaking my head. Shaking my head in a judgy way at your life decisions. (laughs) Okay. What rhymes with sponsored? Monster. I feel like there must be a song that's monster. Stronger? Stronger. Lobster? Mobster? Longer? Because I'm sponsored than yesterday. (laughs) Terrible. (laughs) What's your offering? Bonkers? Bonkers is a good word. Bonkers. It's a song, Bonkers. Bonkers, but that's just like sponsored. <laughs> Some people think I'm sponsored, but I'm really not sponsored. <laughs> How's it go? <laughs> There's nothing sponsored about me. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay, that's what we're gonna do. Okay. Dizzy Rascal, Bonkers <laughs> Karaoke version. <laughs> Some people think I'm, I'm sponsored, sponsored, but, but this I- shit here's for free. Cause I'm just living my life. There's nothing sponsored about me. Anyway, do you have a not sponsored? Yes, I do. 
Okay, the wheels are off. It's too late. It's 9.07. Oh, my God, and I've PM. got two auditions to prepare for and tomorrow. And your kids won't sleep tonight. Oh so God, just don't. fucking okay. wrap it up, Chum. Okay. <clears throat> now, I'm going to wear my game Nazi hat for a minute. Okay. I'm going to recommend a board game. Cool. To be honest, 32 apps in, would have thought that I would have promoted a board game by now, but yeah. I haven't. Would have thought you'd promoted 32 of them. Exactly. So here goes. It's a board game called Sequence. Okay. It's brilliant. I'm not going to sit here and try and explain the rules. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> All I can say is it's one of those great games where it's like 50% luck of the cards that you draw, 50% strategy. Really easy to teach a friend. It's not one of those games where you need a long-winded explanation, even though I'm not going to explain it over the potty. It's very easy to pick up. You can have fast rounds. Some rounds go on a bit longer, but not like Monopoly long. Like good long where it's like, ooh, this is a juicy round. Very good game. Sequence. Highly recommend. I play it almost every Thursday with my game crew that you're not part of, Revs. And you're just going to end on that? That's the end of my not funny. What's yours, my darling? <clears throat> Maybe I should pick something that you're not part of. Beauty products. <laughs> I've got a wine. Ooh, it's been a while. It's been a while since I've dropped some booze on y'all. Good. I've discovered a new wine. Don't normally like a semion. I'm more of a light, shardy, dry rosé, French champagne, tequila shot kind of girl. However, had this beautiful wine recently. It's Brokenwood, one word, semion. That's it, from the Hunter. It's 15 bucks a bottle oh. on a lot of the like cheap booze sites. Or you can buy it by the case. It's freaking delicious. It's really light. Great with a ton of ice in it, even in these wintry months. Big fan of broken wood generally as a vineyard. You look so bored. I just don't have anything to contribute. Yeah, but this is not about you. I'm, I'm just <laughs> nodding in support just because I've got nothing to add verbally. Dead eyes. <laughs> I've got dead eyes, but I'm nodding. This is how I feel about your dumb game, Sequence. Sequence, darling. It's not a Broadway game, okay? Sequence. <laughs> now that's a game I could get onto. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wrap it up. Time for bed. Cue the outro. Are you a character in Winnie the Pooh? I don't know. Cue the outro. Oh my god, let's do it the outro like Winnie the Pooh characters. Okay. Oh wait, is that Mickey Mouse? That was Mickey Mouse. <laughs> oh boy, you've got a phone call. Uh-huh. It's for you. I just don't think we should have an outro for this episode. It's just, it's just been out of control. I don't think we can record episodes at night either. Got any last things to say? <laughs> Ever? <laughs> Got any last words? Is this our final episode? We're about to get cancelled. <laughs> Guys, it's been a beautiful time we've shared with you. 32 episodes and we're out. One of these days we'll have an outro to our podcast. Into bed with you. Good night. Good night. Sleep tight. It's probably like. 6am people commuting to work. <laughs> <laughs> uh.